24 minutes to 5, a beautiful early Monday morning. Our beloved Honorable Ustad is back with us. Alhamdulillah ala kulli hal. Which is today the 28th of Jumad al-Ula. We go to our Honorable Ustad. Ustad, welcome back. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Wa alaykum assalam wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Barakallahu feekum wa afat. Jazakallahu khayt to our technicians, Brother Junaid Khan and our Brother Riyaz Hussein. بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم نحمده ونصلي على رسوله الكريم أما بعد أعوذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم قد أفلح المؤمنون It is only the grace and mercy of Almighty Allah Jalla Wala that today we focus on chapter number 23, Surah 23, and that is Surah Mu'minun. It was revealed before the hijrah of Mustafa Habibuna Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam from Makkah Mukarramah to Medina Munawwara, and it comprises 118 verses. This surah has great, great significance, as you will understand from the beginning. Almighty Allah Jalla wa'ala has chalked out for us the path that how every person can become a successful person in this world and in the year after. Hence, Almighty Allah states, in the beginning of the 18th Jews, the 18th part of the Noble Quran, Qada aflahal mu'minun. Indeed, the believers are successful. Islam is the external, but Iman is the criteria which is internal in the inner recesses of our heart. And that only Almighty Allah Jalla wa'ala knows who has true Iman and who is a munafik, a hypocrite, and just paying lip service to Islam. Therefore, in the Quran Sharif, we find 89 times, Ya ayyuhalladzina amanu, e iman walo, O you who believe, O you attain faith, because that is the motivation and inspiration. So that is our foundation. If a person does not have Iman, does not have Islam, then remember, it is like a person striking zero, zero, zero all the time on the calculator, hence no value, no reward for him in the year after. So therefore, Iman, Islam is a prerequisite. First quality, now we are building the structure, الَّذِينَ هُمْ فِي they perform their salat with humility, devotion, concentration. It is Fajr time now. How many of us just go through the motions? Or we are fiddling with our clothing and our body and so forth. So that type of salat definitely is devoid of concentration and humility. The true believers are those that they shun all actions and speech of vanity, futile speech, futile actions. Today we see our life 20, 50, 80, 90 years old. 90%, 80% of our actions, our speech are futile. No benefit in this world, no benefit in the year after. We want to enhance our love for Almighty Allah. It is inherent, innate in human beings that we have love for wealth. So Islam says pay your zakat and pay more and more. So the love for wealth will decrease and the love for Almighty Allah will increase. 
Second meaning, That it is for every person, male, female, that they must purify their hearts and their inner self. And that is from pride, from arrogance, jealousy, envy, excessive love of this world. So that is compulsory upon all of us. That we must shun, shun all type of sins, external and internal. وَالَّذِينَ هُمْ لِفُرُوجِمْ حَافِذُونَ They guard their private parts. This is Islam. And you look at today's world, Adam and Eve, Adam and Steve, Madam and Eve. Everything is permissible for them. Allah forbid. Islam gave us a pure and a chaste system. Premarital, extramarital affairs, all haram. In fact, the things that lead to zina, fornication, sending messages and WhatsApp and whatever to strange men, strange women, all that haram in Islam. Wala taqrabu zina. Do not even go near fornication and adultery. وَالَّذِينَ هُمْ لِأَمَانَاتِهِمْ وَهَدِيمْ رَعُونَ Islam teaches us to fulfill the rights of Creator, Almighty Allah and creation simultaneously. وَالَّذِينَ هُمْ عَلَىٰ صَلَوَاتِهِمْ يُحَافِذُونَ They guard their salat, whether they are in Hadar or Safar, in their hometown or whilst on the journey, on the plane, on the train. And we see when people have these qualities, Allah will let them inherit the greatest part and portion of Jannah, and that is Jannatul Firdaus. These verses were revealed, Surah Mu'minun, number 1 to 11, Mustafa Habibuna sallallahu alayhi wa sallam made 10 du'as, mentioned in Mishka Sharif, Allahumma zidna wala tanqusna, O oh Allah, increase for us all this, do not decrease, wa a'atina wala tahrimna, keep on giving us, ya Allah, do not deprive us. وَأَكْرِمْنَا وَلَا تُهِنَّا O Allah, give us honor and dignity. Do not disgrace and humiliate us. وَأَعْثِرْنَا وَلَا تُؤْثِرْ عَلَيْنَا Ya Allah, give us preference. Do not give others preference over us. وَأَرْضِنَا وَرْضَأَنَّا Ya Allah, you be pleased with us and let us be pleased with you. Subhanallah, what a powerful, beautiful dua. Thereafter, if you see verses 11, 12, 13, 14, 15, all Allah is speaking about embryology. The baby is unborn, the fetus in the womb of the mother. And subhanallah, every 40 days, a different stage takes place. First you have the semen. Then the semen becomes, remember, a clot of blood. And thereafter it becomes, you must remember, from the blood congealed blood, then you see it becomes a piece of flesh. So this is how Almighty Allah is showing us Kudrat ka karishma hai, the absolute power of all Allah Jalla wala. Thereafter, Almighty Allah speaks about the olive tree. وَشَجَرَةً تَخْرُجُ مِنْ تُورِ سَيْنَا If you go to Ture Sayna, and that is Mount Sinai, we've been there with Allah's help and mercy. The olive tree, it rains only once a year or twice a year. And Almighty Allah made the olive tree the Mubarak blessed tree. 
Mustafa Habibuna sallallahu sallam elaborating and said the hadith in Musnad Ahmad Mishkar Sharif Kuluzayt eat olives waddahinu bihi apply the olive oil fa innahu min shajarati mubaraka because it is from a blessed tree the dua of Nabi Nuh alayhi salatu salam whenever we are traveling now we are reaching our destination Rabbi anzilni munzalam mubaraka wa anta khayrul munzilin Ya Allah I going to now settle down in this place you give me the best of hosts and make it the best of places for me Surah 23 verse 29 these are beautiful wonderful duas which all Almighty Allah Jalla has mentioned Almighty Allah Jalla has made Nabi Isa salam, his honorable name is mentioned 25 times in the Noble Quran Sayyida Maryam radiallahu anha her honorable name mentioned 34 times in the Noble Quran Surah chapter 19 dedicated to this honorable lady both of them are signs of all Almighty so we made both of them signs remember so therefore islam is teaching us we love them respect them believe in them so therefore islam has shown us the proper way and the correct way today's world we find so much corruption and then we expect good deeds no it will not happen quran kareem teaches us Consume that which is pure and wholesome, not only halal, halal, pure and wholesome. And then the righteous deeds will emanate. Today our income is tainted, polluted or haram. So we consume haram and the vices will flow. It becomes so easy as we can see. Never mind non-Muslims, majority of the Muslims involved in such vices. So remember that each one has to do some reflection and pondering. How is my income? What am I consuming? And then the righteous deeds will emanate. So that's the great chain which all Almighty Allah has taught us. وَقُلُوبُهُمْ وَجِلَةٌ أَنَّهُمْ إِلَىٰ رَبِّهِمْ رَاجِعُونَ This ayat here, our mother Siddiqatu bintu Siddiq, Sayyida Aisha radiallahu anha, asked Mustafa sallallahu sallam, the hearts are trembling of these people, why? Yasriqoon وَيَزْنُون Did they steal? Did they commit zina, fornication? She posed the question to Habib Allah, Mustafa Habibuna sallallahu alayhi sallam. The master Habibuna sallam, replied and said, No, la ya binta siddiq, no. The hadith in Tirmidhi Sharif. It is those people, the beloved Sahaba and companions of Mustafa Habibuna sallam, they read their salat, they kept the fast, they gave charity, did the good deeds. وَقُلُوبُهُمْ wajila, But their hearts were now trembling. Will they be min al-maqbulin or matrudin? Will they be from the accepted servants of Allah or will their actions be rejected? So that is why we need to beg Almighty Allah Jalla Allah for acceptance. Rabbana taqabbal minna innaka anta samiul alim. When death comes to the non-Muslim, 
He will plead and beg with Allah. Please Allah, send me back to this world in that halat of sakarat, in the pains of death. I'll do all the good actions that I omitted and neglected. Allah, Samuel Tesla's answer. This is just on your speech, on your tongue, and you are uttering this. So when people enter Jannah and Paradise, it is Fadlam min Allah, the mercy and grace of Allah. When people enter Jahannam and the Hellfire, Allah forbid, Allah forbid, Adlam min Allah. Remember that is the justice system of Allah. People die from Nabi Adam salam's time. Today also people pass away. Then from time of death till day of Qiyamah, that is a new realm and a world they enter. And that is called Barzakh. وَمِيُّ barzakhun ila yubathun. So remember the Quran Karim states that they will enter the Barzakh and that is where they will be. It is in custody before the court case. So may all Allah make our khatima ending on Iman and may all Allah Jalla wa Allah raise us with those who are the Salihin, Shuhada and the martyrs and the pious people, Ambiya and messengers may all Allah give us tawfiq. Ameen, Ameen, Ameen to Ameen. Ustad, we begin inshallah this Monday morning. We go to Tunisia, mashallah. It's Ummi Abida. She says Honorable Mufti Saab is donating money is donating money for masjid iftar food applicable under the verse lantana rubirra hatta tunfiqu mimma tuhibbun wa ma tunfiqu min shay'in fa inna allaha bihi alim ji ustad yes 100% you must remember that it's very good iftar usaim that for ramadan you start preparing from now that you know poor poor people sometimes rich people they make their iftar and break their fast in the masjid so you contribute so yes it is applicable lantana rubirra hatta tun the beginning of the fourth Jews, the fourth part of the noble Quran. You will never obtain piety until you spend from what you love. So whether it is the food, whether it is the drink, like you send some juice or something. However, sister, there is one proviso, one condition. Hunaka shartun wahid. And what is the condition? That is, it is lillah. It must not be from zakat and sadaqatul fitr and so forth, zakatul fitr. So it must not be from your fitra, sadaqatul fitr. It must not be from your zakat and so forth because all types of people come to the masjid for iftar and rich people, poor people. So lillah fillah. So it is that money, halal, and you spending it in the part of all Allah. All Allah will reward you. One Quran verse one hadith sister on this topic Quran Sharif states وَمَا أَنْفَقْتُمْ مِنْ شَيْءٍ فَهُوَ يُخْلِفُ Whatever you spend one dollar one rupee one rand whatever so Allah will give you a better replacement a greater reward and Mustafa sallallahu alayhi wa sallam hadith in Bukhari Sharif وَإِنَّ جُودَهُ أَكْثَرْ مِنَ الْرِيحِ الْمُرْسَلَةِ Mustafa Habibuna sallallahu alayhi wa sallam during the month of Ramadan was more generous than a hurricane than a gusting wind 
You are an Arab, my sister. What did the Arab ulama say commenting on this hadith? Ma qala la illa fi kalimati la ilaha illallah Muhammadur Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wasallam. So remember that Mustafa Habibuna sallallahu alayhi wasallam during the month of Ramadan never said la, never said no. Meaning that he helped every person directly or told them to go and so and so person and that person will assist and help. That is wa innaka la ala khuluqin azim, the sublime character of Mustafa Habibuna sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Ustad Umi Abir is asking again, donating money for Masjid Iftar food counted as money spent in the part of Allah? In Fadlik, Ustad? Yes, finish, we answered the question. Ustad, the next question says, can a person pay the airport taxes? What interest money when going for Hajj? Remember all these taxes, all these duty, all these rates, whether the government or other organizations impose upon us. So it is zulam and oppression, transgression as far as the Sharia Islamic law goes. So toll roads, all that. So in a case like that, yes, interest is haram. So when people have interest in their possession, not ownership, we have to get rid of it. So you pay your taxes, you pay your duties, you pay your rates all this with interest money the fatwa and verdict is it is permissible Ustada we go to Johannesburg Mayfair West how should a Shafi'i perform Salah behind a Hanafi Imam Ustad Whoever the imam is, you follow the imam. You must remember Hanafi say six extra takbirs that after the Allahu Akbar, then you will say Allahu Akbar, Allahu Akbar, Allahu Akbar. So after takbir tahrima, three times you will raise your hand and say Allahu Akbar. Then surah Fatiha, surah. Second rakat, surah Fatiha, surah. Then before going into ruku, then three times the takbir and then you go into ruku. So that is the Hanafi way. Shafi'i Maliki Hanbali way is in the first rakat before Surah Fatiha seven times you raise your hand and in the second rakat before Surah Fatiha five times you raise your hand. So twelve extra takbir. So we follow the Shafi'i Hanbali Maliki Imam so we make twelve times like in Makkah Mukarramah, Madinah Munawwara and so forth, Majlul Aqsa. And if you the Shafi'i Maliki Hanbali following the Hanafi so you make it six times. In the hadith in Abu Dawood and Muslim Ahmad and various compilations the imam has been appointed so that you follow the imam you don't go do your own things imam is going to ruku and you going to sajda nay so the imam is there and you follow the imam Hanafi following Shafi Shafi following Hanafi Alhamdulillah we all Muslim we belong to the Ahlu Sunnah wal Jama'ah and Salat is valid no problem Ustad, we go to uh, Pretoria, Lodium this morning, Brother Lukman, my good friend, he wants to know that is the mucus of a cat park or not park? My wife loves cats. We've got about seven cats in total. Ustad. MashaAllah, Umm Al-Hirra. So you must remember that. Say Abu Huraira, the father of the kittens. So your wife, MashaAllah, Umm Al-Hirra, the wife of the, the mother of the cats. So anyway, Mustafa Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam's verdict, Inna ha laysat bin najisin. 
So remember these cats and kittens, they jump from here and there. They touch the pots and the pans and all that. So Nabi alayhi salam said, they are not napak, meaning they are park and clean, so you don't have to wash it or anything. It's still considered as park and clean. Yes, your own tabiyat, your own nature is such that you want to wash it, so that's fine. That is your personal choice. But from Sharia point of view, it will be considered as tahir, as park, as clean. So no problem with it. Ustaz, a concerned sister says, what dua can we recite to break up haram relations? My daughter is only 16 years old and she's dating a non-Muslim boy. Ustaz, remember all Allah Jalla wa Allah has said all us in Surah 60, Surah Mumtahina verse 10, La hunna hillul lahum wa la hum yahilluna lahun. So there is not permissible for a Muslim lady, any Muslim lady, to, uh, to get married and to any non-Muslim man, whether he's Jew, Christian, Hindu, Buddhist, or whatever, atheist, or whatever. So both ways is totally haram. Not permissible for a Muslim lady to marry the non-Muslim man. And for the non-Muslim man to marry the Muslim lady, totally haram. Who is to blame? How come you gave her so much freedom? How come you gave her so much money? Who gave the cell phone? Who gave the TV? So remember, she is to blame. And if she goes like that, she will end up a murtadda and go right out of the fall of Islam. Because now that person will tell her that you will have to convert to his religion or he is not prepared to embrace Islam. So you must show her today, tell her, if you don't sever ties, the cell phone is gone. Not even that. Take it away, confiscate it. Confiscate everything of hers and tell her if she continues, you kick her out of the house. So you have to be hard, cruel to be kind sometime in life. You have to put your foot down. Today, the children, parents want to give so much freedom. And when these type of things come, now they wonder where they went wrong. Just ask yourself three questions. Who gave us so much freedom? Who gave us so much money? And third one, which school, which place is she going? So just cancel everything. There's no need for all those haram activities. So we must put our foot down. You are responsible. Surah 66, verse 6. Almighty Allah states, Ya ladina amanu ku anfusakum wa ahalikum nara. Save yourself and your children from the fire. Almighty Allah states, and remember hadith in Bukhari Sharif Mustafa sallallahu alayhi wasallam said that kullukum mas'ul that kullukum ra'in wa kullukum mas'ulun ar-ra'iyya that each one of you is the shepherd and you will be questioned regarding your flock so you are the father, you are the mother. So each one of you must ask yourself that what are you doing? Remember that with this haram going and we condone it with our silence. So people when haram happens and we condone and we keep, we keep quiet. So remember that's the sign of munafikin and hypocrites. Allah protect us. Ustad, we go to Perth, Mu'allima. She says, Assalamu alaikum, respected Mufti Sab. I heard that the Sahaba radiallahu ta'ala anu majma'in they used to wrestle with each other for strength. Is this true? What type of wrestling would be permissible for Muslims to engage in? We start from Perth, Muallima. Remember today's wrestling where they have betting and where the aura is exposed and the TV is all there and everything is haram from A to Z. That type of wrestling is haram. Remember that. 
So yes, there were certain type of sport, if you want to use the word, that the Sahaba used to engage in, that archery, bow and arrow, or for example, Rukub al-Khayl, that they would go on their horses and have races, or running from one point to another, or for example, wrestling, but the aura was covered, there were no, obviously in those time, TVs and all that, and remember, there was no such thing as betting, so we must understand, it's not one action, there are many other actions affiliated and connected to it as well, so that is what is meant, not what is happening today, remember today from A to Z, all the professional cricket, professional soccer, professional wrestling, all that haram not permissible. Ustad, we go to uh, Leicester. We've got two questions here. One says, Assalamu alaikum, Muftisab. My father has passed away. His mother and two sisters are still alive. Will we inherit from our grandmother's estate when she passes away? Ustad. Let's repeat the question. Who passed away? My father has passed away. His mother and two sisters are still alive. Will we inherit from our grandmother's estate when she passes away? Mustafa, Ustad. Remember when the father passed away, so he left, you must remember, sisters, and he left the mother also, it seems. So remember that the mother will inherit one-sixth, because the mother inherits one-sixth. So once the person has left a mother, and they are children, or they are brothers or sisters, two or more, so mother inherits one-sixth. So the mother will inherit one-sixth. And then you said that you, if she, that father passed away and he has children, so then we need to know who are the children. If they are sons or daughters, so remember, if the son is there and daughter is there, then ratio two to one, and then the siblings will fall away, the sisters will fall away of the deceased, if there is a son. If there is no son and only daughters, then if it's one daughter, 50%, two or more daughters, that will be two-thirds, and remainder will go to the sisters. So the two sisters will inherit if there is daughter or daughters also. But if there is a son, then remember the siblings, the two sisters will not inherit. And if there is no sisters, there is no daughters, sorry, there is no daughters, no sons, then remember the daughters will inherit, the, the, this thing that sisters will inherit two-thirds so mother one-sixth and two sisters two-thirds if there is no son no daughter so you must give us the, all the details and then we can explain to you the answer in detail Ustad it says uh, uh, from again from uh, Lester it says have four daughters one brother two sisters will my brother and sisters inherit when I pass away if so can you tell me what each one's share would be Ustad all of you who have children, and when you ask the question, people pose the question upside down. That somebody passed away, so they say the mother. In fact, you must say the wife, because she is the wife of the deceased. It's your mother. So you don't look at your relationship to that person. You look at the deceased relationship to that person. So the person passed away. It's your father, but for your mother, it is the husband. So you must say they were survived by the wife and then the son's daughters like that. So let's just give example. So husband passed away and the wife is there, so 12.5%. There are 
sons and daughters, then remember they all will inherit and the ratio is two to one. And if they are parents, then one six, one six for the parents. Remember this golden rule. It's 100% across the board, across the spectrum. If the deceased is survived, I die now and I am survived by my son. I pass away now. I am survived by my father. So my own biological father or my own biological son. So remember the deceased father or the deceased son, they deprive all siblings, all brothers, sisters get deprived. So remember they will only inherit that is brothers, sisters of the deceased. If there is no biological son, there's no biological father. This is the golden rule you must remember in Islamic inheritance. Barakallahu feek. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh.